Shaggy Island Rugby, episode 15. You're very welcome along to Kingspan, Ravenhill. Call it what it will. I'm happy enough to mention the sponsors when they do such a good job in investing in sport and building a stadium like this. And uh, Alan Deacon's with me. Yeah, Robert. It's an incredible stadium. It's absolutely magnificent. God, to have something like this in Galway would be unbelievable. We're seconds before I go on air on a broadcast and we just heard that Quinn Roo's out. That's a big loss. Oh. And we've also heard, yeah, you've only just heard that this very second. And yeah. Ronan Lockney is out as well. So Dennis Buckley is in. JP Cooney on the bench. Alton Delan starts. You know, that's you, you go, like Delan is a really exciting player, but you're going to miss Quinn Roo's bulk and he's been really a man on form. Oh, yeah, we're going to miss him hugely. Like, he, he was a big man. He was giving us a lot of aggression. He was giving us a lot of power in the second row, um, hitting rocks and balls all around the field. Delan is more of a ball-playing second row. So it'll be interesting and, and it's not a ball playing second rows night tonight now the, the rain is lashing down we might be lucky and get some some break in the weather in the second half but um, we'll just have to wait and see Right you can do a 20 minute update and I'll be back at halftime Sounds good to me 20 minutes gone and Ulster have just taken the lead with a try from Craig Gilroy super run through the middle of our defence unfortunately which had been really good up to then um, Connacht have been playing quite well. Got a good early three points. Had a possible chance of a try, but uh, Bundyaki didn't see the overlap. Um, we took our three points, but Ulster have lived with the ball ever since then. Um, could be in for a long night. OK, it's just half-time. Um, still 10 points to three, but Connacht threw away a chance of even a drop goal. I saw I saw um, Carty drop into the into the pocket, but Cooney didn't see him and went to dart on his own and turned it over. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that, actually. Um, I know, uh, you know, we were just being a little bit critical of Cooney in that first half. I think he's taken a step every time, and I think it's just a little yeah. bit slow for the base. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's uh, what you've been spotting on your 20 minutes, uh, but uh, just talking to Joe there in the co-commentary, co- he was saying, you know, there's a little element of the forwards need to be up around them in that situation as well but Connacht second week running just not converting when they're in the 22 in the most important point in the game I find it very hard to see how Connacht can win this game when they're 7 points down half time after that cameo right at the end yeah, I think like from from what I'm seeing is that that well, first of all, Ulster are just being clever around the rucks and balls. They're giving Cooney, not giving Cooney any clean ball. He's not getting any like Marshall is standing there. He's he has time and space to do whatever he wants. Cooney's not getting that time and space because Ulster. Well, I don't know. I think if we were playing at home, we might have had a few more penalties towards us with regards to offsides and fight guys coming in from the side. Um, but do you expect that when you go away from home? Haven't said that. We're only seven points down. On 60 minutes, Ulster still lead 10-3. Uh, Connacht might get away with a bonus point here, but Ulster are dominating this game. Um, and I just can't see where another score is going to come from Connacht. Hopefully they don't fall any further behind and get that bonus point. OK, full time here. Uh, the crowd have died down. I'm doing it, Rob. I'm in charge at this point in the in the proceedings. You can have it in a few minutes. Um, on, on 60 minutes, we were we were st- we were still only 10-3 down, and I said that we were you know we could do well if we get a bonus point out of this. But if we if we did concede, I couldn't see where we could get a score from. Yeah, just, but we did. Just to give the listeners insight, in the car on the way up, Alan uh, implored me to go through the stats and just te- check. Don't mind the statistics on what the average conic score was here in Ulster during the, the last eight year, ten years, which incidentally is 30 for Ulster. And 11 for Connacht. Just focusing on the games at Christmas, which were 2005-2006. Just had a feeling, games at Christmas uh, just seemed to, Connacht seemed to be better suited to the time of year where whether Ulster rotate a bit more, maybe his end of season fixtures against Ulster when Connacht are not at full pelt. He felt that maybe Connacht could break a duck and get a losing bonus point and credit to you, sir. 
Absolutely, yeah. You go with the stats. This is how the bookies do it, I believe. This is what they do. They they look, they look, Which I suppose wasn't a dreadful goal, but because uh, it looked like that kind of ten-point game for a while. But you know what's really satisfying? Every time Connacht have a big pressure mall to set up in the last two weeks, well, twice in two weeks, they've done it and they delivered a try. It looked almost unstoppable. It was unstoppable. It was, yeah. Again, and they started the second half very well too, considering that they, you know, they, they mucked up at the end of the first half. Um, but they started the second half very positively, but then sort of drifted off again, made a few mistakes. Um, but then didn't didn't let their heads drop. They, they won a lot of collisions tonight. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think, you know, for all the mistakes, as you said, yeah, they just kept at it, kept working. The back line didn't function at all and hasn't for a couple of weeks. And it's just kind of a sign that maybe this weather doesn't suit you. But they're going to have to... Some of the best back lines in the world can work in bad weather as well. So let's, let's, let's not give that as an excuse. They just weren't functioning very well. They're going to have to get that right for next week. Yeah, I just, I just had a quick sort of scan through the results. Um, we've only had one back score in the last five games mm. of the league, not the, the thing. We haven't, we haven't scored more than one try since the 24-all draw. I need to credit Ronan Byrne because there was a piece last week we went so over in time on our podcast last week. He actually mentioned the fact that the backs aren't scoring tries and he was worried about it. So uh, it's, it, you, you're bringing that up as well. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that try was Healy. That, was a, that came from a turnover and it was Healy kicked well, down the line. Bundiaki had a chance in the first minute to pop the ball at the pool, man, and he didn't see him. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a bit of um, we, we, we weren't as creative as, as the, the Ulster backline where at times they were flooding the, the ball carrying area with two or three men we always only had one anyways we're talking too much this isn't the real podcast part this oh is the Christ yeah alright yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do that in a minute bye alright Raven Hills that's shut down uh, I'm delighted to say Richard Mulligan of the Belfast Newsletter is with me Richard good evening Rob yeah always looks after me well up here down through the years back when I was a young buck who didn't know Ulster assistant coaches when I saw them Oh, oh, unlike today. <laughs> explain explain for a little Richard. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Nell Malone came in for a wee bottle of Coke, uh, t- stealing the media supplies, which is bad enough, but you were obviously looking for a wee bit of help with your Ethernet cables, and you asked him, oh, was he a member of the media? And he says, oh, no, I'm a member of the coaching staff. <laughs> so we had a good laugh about that one, Alan, you know. I know. Well, Rob, Rob has to have, we call this Craggy Island Rugby, and Rob has to do his Dougal moment for every episode. We won't talk about more. Worst moment of the season so far. Yeah, we were watching them play rugby, but like, he looked familiar. Yeah, I thought, yeah, let's just move on. Anyways, Ulster. Good way to end, it's a good way to end the year, sure. <laughs> Poor guy went downstairs going, look, I'm working my backside off, and the journalists think I'm a fake media officer. Anyway, sorry, guys. And this is another Rob speciality. We've got a lovely warm media room inside, no, no, but no, no, he takes me out into the freezing cold where we've been for the last two hours. I've just about warmed up. It keeps us ticking over. We nice need to just him, actually. Yeah. Actually, stop right. raining. <laughs> Richard, I, we used to come here, and, like, you know, great atmosphere always here, but there was an old stand, there was a Terrace on the far side. There was nothing behind one goal. There was nothing behind the other goal. What the hell's happened when here? When you think, when you just look at it now, and it's hard to believe that this time last year we were in a wee, we were nicked in the coffin over there, the brown box um, <laughs> for the press, and it was a temporary accommodation. But when you look at the facilities we have here now, and look, I have been to a lot of grounds across the world, and certainly in Europe, I think we have probably the best media facilities in Europe because yeah. you are we are so well looked after. You hook a cable on the back of a computer, and away you go. I know. I looked for accreditation, and you get the email straight back. You get a ticket to print out. You get you get a car parking that yep. you want. You get food. You get checked on if you're okay. Yep. The assistant coach comes up to see if you're okay. Yep. No Wi-Fi, no. No Wi-Fi. No, well, no Wi-Fi. What's that about? All about Ethernet well, cables. This is the future. This is the future. I mean, you just have to plug a cable into your computer. 
computer and away you go. Or sorry, a, 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 access a laptop now, a computer, something that sits in the just, sits in the office. Ethernet cables. <laughs> no, no, I can't find it. Richard, Richard, you won't please a guy, man. With that kind of stuff. Uh, hey, listen. The, the one thing I love about this ground, what we're just talking about, is the atmosphere. Terraces all the way around the edges, and there's always a good buzz here. Uh, Unless uh, rugby's as bad as tonight. Yep. Uh, you have a band even in the top right-hand yeah, corner of the family band, yeah. stand, which, yeah, okay. Which I think we're going to be sitting on the left-hand side of the media facilities from now on because it does get my nerves a wee bit, but that's not. It's just good to have them here for a bit of entertainment. But, look, the atmosphere is brilliant. I think when you go back to the first game against Leinster here last year, oh yeah, it was unbelievable. Toulon, who were here, another fantastic atmosphere, you know, and I think the Ulster public are complaining about a few things that happened in that game come on we just happened to see one of the best World 15 club sides you know and I love that from these though today you know, we, we're home for them hasn't been bad we lost to Toulon but they're, they're not a bad side yeah, you know. <laughs> so there's been some big ones here and tonight I thought I thought the crowd got behind everything and, and yeah. it wasn't a great game it was very bad at times. It was a it was a poor game at yeah. times. But listen, you know, I think you expected that from these two teams. It's an Irish derby, fourth against or sorry, fifth against sixth. There's not not lot to play for, and you know, Connacht, Connacht scared. I, I think also we're, we're a wee bit wary of Connacht coming up this time because they've come so close in the past to, to getting that first elusive win since 1960 and you know tonight they can nearly have squeaked it I know it worked its way into my commentary the 1960 once more. Alan, what do you reckon? You said bonus points were a possibility. Well, as I, as I say, on, on, on the way up, we, we sort of looked at the stats and I felt that this time of year, specifically sort of December, January, whatever it is about there, kind of turn up. They don't turn up any other time of year and I've been here too many occasions. But we reckon it's end of season stuff where Ulster are playing for something, usually playoffs, and, and we're probably towards the end of our... This was a better time to get here, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I, like, I love coming here. This is my favourite away ground oh, anywhere. It's just... Best, it's best welcome, best rugby people. I yeah, just love yeah. this place. I'm sorry if you're listening from Munster and Ulster, but we're biased on that. Oh, yeah, love these guys over here. Love, love coming up here. What I mean, is it, though? Geez. What is it about Raven now? Why, 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 like, if Connick start winning here, will you still be as welcoming to us? <laughs> I, I know you will, but what is it? Like? It's the Keenspan Stadium, Rob. It's not Ravenhill oh, sorry, anymore. Sorry, sorry. It's the Keenspan Stadium. In fairness, they have put some money you know. into it. They deserve it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to do my bit. Got to do my bit for the sponsors here. I didn't notice their sponsors area had two people in it. Yeah. They've got the biggest sponsors <laughs> box there over there, and there was two people sitting over there. So they might have built the place, but they're not that keen on a cold, wet night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not your here. They're fair play to the investment they put in, but it's it's fantastic. Like, oh, it's, great fair, it's great for the city. It's great for the city. It's great for the province, and you know. Clubs are going to see a wee bit of that money that Kingspan have put in, which, 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 is, which is good to see, you know, yeah, and I, 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 th- I think that's important. And I, th- I just think that the product that Ulster offer, not just the rugby, but the, I mean, I don't know if you were out before the game, there's the, there's the food oh, behind the scene. I was there last year, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's super. I mean, I only actually walked around there earlier on the season and realised that that's what was there, you know, I'd never actually known what was there because you come here and you get, you get your stew or whatever it is that's yeah, yeah. provided and you never think of looking around and, and you know, it's a night out. There are season ticket holders there, but there are people who come now and again to just go to the rugby. The family stand, I think, is massively a, a massive boost to have because you can bring the kids along, they can enjoy the night, um, and hopefully get a, a decent game of rugby to play even when it's wet. All right, we're, we're two minutes from hypothermia, so just, <laughs> just to wind this up, um, you're impressed with Connacht type. Can we be too impressed with World Star? I want, I, want, I want to put that into two questions. Let's start with Connacht, your impressions. Um, I've watched. I've watched Connacht closely this year, even last year too, but I think this year they have come on leaps and bounds. I think Pat Lamb is starting to get a wee bit of return for the hard work that he's been putting, and the coaching staff, and the players are responding. And, um, I mean, I remember we saw into the West, uh, Eric Elwood 
crying, you know, I want to win, you know, and I think it's, it's, it's come on from that, and Pat has brought them on, and, you know, they've beaten Lancer, they've beaten Munster, they haven't beaten Ulster, but, you know, that time, it's coming, and I would so love, not at Ulster's expense, but I would so love to see Connacht finishing in the top four, yeah. and maybe pushing into the, cha- into the champions. You know we take top six right now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, I know you would. But I just, I just would love to see Connacht break into I mean, the, the I mean, the way that Glasgow have broken into the top four, I'd love to see Connacht doing that now, you know, because I think they have worked so hard and they have been the bridesmaid for a long, long time over the years in Irish rugby. Oh, tell us about it. Like, we're, we're, there's, there's a guy on the, on the Connacht clan side who, who um, matches the, our season points from this year to last year and we're 16 points up on last season. That's fantastic. Which is, which That's is fantastic. awesome, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's that Connick Cows fair play to you for that. I know he listens yeah, yeah. to And the Connick clan, I have to say, I follow him on Twitter. Oh, and, yeah. and I say, when you go to the sports ground, I love being over there where the press boxes and, oh, and the yeah, crowd in front. Box, it's, yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. You know, definitely, definitely. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, we had an article from a Welsh journalist who went over there and 10 years on from being over there with Cardiff, he was mesmerised by the change. Like. <laughs> it's fantastic. But it's, every, it's changed across the board, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It is big time. It is big time. And it's, and it's, it's good to see. And Connick's turn will come. I mean... I hope this it's not is this, this yeah. is our golden era. This, yeah, this is right. this is it kicking in now. Yeah. You know, right. like we're we're bringing we're bringing Mills Malay in off the bench. You know, yeah, that's true. <laughs> when, would, when would you ever hear, be able to say that in any time in the past? Yeah. You know. All right, well, listen, Richard, do us a favour. I guarantee you, we'll get you a pint in a pub, and it'll be warmer if you talk to us in April when you come down for the golf. That'll do well. I, I, I intend to go down. In fact, we're planning on having a wee Ulster media weekend away, so we make it down. Nice. Make it down the Thursday and come home about the Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> what a podcast! Weekend, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. No problem. Guys. Thank you. Last part of the podcast. Thanks to Richard Mulligan for joining us. And we got some audio, post game press conference audio. We're in the car, if you can hear us. We're driving home. Listen, it's St. Stephen's night and it's 10 o'clock and we're driving through Belfast. We're trying to get home. We didn't have time to wait and it was a bit cold too. It's actually Boxing Day up here, Rob. It becomes St. Stephen's Day when we cross the border again. Oh, yeah. Boxing Day. Well, Boxing Day it is. Whatever. It, it's one or the other. Happy New Year, folks. And uh, Monster to come on. Uh, whatever, New Year's Day? New Year's Day, whatever, Thursday, Thursday. This last section of the podcast is going swimmingly. Let's get some audio. Uh, Patla. Right, Pat, first of all, that's a losing bonus point in Ravenhill for the first time in this competition. So to start with, you can take that back with you anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pleasing, but ultimately I'm pretty... Uh yeah, we we disappointed, but uh, I'm proud of the effort. I mean, I mean this fixture is not the normal fixture. You know, coming up here just after Christmas Day, we're supposed to do Munster, and they got changed. So for the boys to get down to took us three and a half hours flight to drive to Shannon, get on a plane to Belfast, and then uh, get up here. But for the boys to come out, put that behind, and and um, and uh, put out a, phys- a pretty good performance in the sense of giving everything. Um, against pretty tough conditions, uh, an Ulster team that um, you know were, were, were extremely hungry and physical, and um, you know, and some uh, some pretty tough calls out there too. Um, ultimately, two weeks in a row now we've we've fought hard against uh, Leinster and Ulster now, and with you know five minutes on the clock, we we both games we have opportunities to 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 be in touching distance to win it. So. Uh, you know we're happy and we'll, we'll take the point, but we certainly wanted more. You'll hone in on those last couple of minutes when it was 13 points to 10 uh, in terms of tough calls and Connacht had possession and maybe chances, and uh, you know you didn't get those decisions. Yeah, I mean you know we well, obviously we can hear 
you know, the mall down here, and we could hear the calls, and we could see it. We got the video, obviously, we can look, but we need to go through that process. And you know, I do. I have found my time here. The Enterprise, uh, we always get the toughest calls in the Enterprise games, but um, I go through the process, do the clips, give it, give it to Ed Morrison, and um, and then give, he'll give the feedback to the officials. Um, but. Um, you know, certainly in, in a game with the tough conditions, it's always going to come down to, to uh, you know, which way the uh, the calls go. And certainly the attacking team had a lot of that. And, you know, I'm, not, I'm certainly not saying that Ulster didn't deserve the um, the penalties they got. Um, but certainly all you asked for was um, what we'll go through and have a look for is just make sure there's some consistency in it. Um, you know, the trial they got, we've been working on all week. We knew they were coming back on the inside to push from the inside. And, you know, Jack Cardi was bowled over from a, a runner coming in. But nothing was looked at. So we'll have to, you know, we'll have to look at that too. But, but you know, we hung in there, and, and it's it's as history shows, it is not an easy place to go. Unfortunately, we didn't get the win, but you know, we were close, and we, you know, we're certainly closing the gap on the other three. Just finally, I had a monster. The error count again was high. I know from yeah. both sides it was high, and I know conditions are an issue, but yeah. must be a little bit of concern because there's a lot more knock-ons and little mistakes that haven't been creeping into kind of game before this uh, run of games. Yes, yeah, sure. I mean, we get up at another level, and um, that's part of the experience for the players. Is you know. Um, with, with the intensity and the pressure and, you know, guys losing ball and, uh, and contact. Um, you know, it's certainly they don't train that. And, uh, but, it was, you know, it's happening for both sides. So, um, But, you know, when, when we look at our season so far, this time last year we were bottom of the table. Um, you know, we're competing hard now. Um, I think the we look at our losses, the last two have been away from the sports ground. We're looking forward to getting back against uh, Munster. Um, but, you know, it's no disgrace uh, the last two weeks and what we've done uh, up here. We just disappointed as a team we haven't been able to get the wins that was the voice of Pat Lamb he wasn't happy with the ref Alan no no um, and I have to say he was he was sitting beside us up in the in the press box he was um, every time he turned around heard someone screaming offside look around and it was Pat Lamb um, yeah they seemed to be living offside and as soon as we tried it the, the ref called against us so it's it, it's a little um it's a little frustrating when the ref isn't quite as consistent as you want him to be. Having said that, in the second half, he did seem to give us a wee bit more um, so that we, we got enough ball and we um, we did well to survive their their onslaught. Um, they did miss two kicks at goal, which couldn't you know could have made the game to save for them. But, you know, we did really well. We, we kept in there and I think we deservedly got a point. That point came about, uh, in part, thanks to Ali Muldani and his try. So here's the voice of Ali Muldani. Right, Ali, first things first, uh, you know, it's a good result getting a losing bonus point away to Ulster if you put it on paper, but you can't look back on that without being a bit disappointed, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a bit, obviously disappointing, same as last week, the result, but to get a point here, I think that's the first point we've had here. One more was saying it's the first time he's had a point here in 12 or 13 appearances, so we know it's a step in the right direction for us, but obviously we're disappointed with the overall result. We know that there's more points left out there for us, but... It is as it is, really. It's a strange type of game, wasn't it? Once you got that little sniff, you took it, much like you did last week, and then unlike last week, you actually got another chance to really get in there and maybe turn the results completely in your favour. Yeah, yeah, but that's well, that's the point of why we're a bit disappointed. We had the opportunities. You know, we didn't, we weren't defending as much um, probably as last week was, especially like the first twenty minutes. But to have that, you know, the possession, and we know that you know it's coming. You know, we know that these big games will start turning in our favour if we keep performing and improving the way that we are. Listening, 
where we're connected are right now is lineouts are strong, scrums are strong, and just on the lineouts, I'm just kind of interested to know from your point of view what's got, what's gone right in the last couple of weeks, and, and you must be happy enough with overall the way the lineouts are working. I know a couple maybe just didn't go connect perfectly, but it's been a big improvement. Yeah, I mean the conditions can play a big part in that. I mean you can see that if it's windy wet conditions you know um defenses can make it a lot harder they just pod the front to middle for a turn in the wind but we've been working a hard one and we've had a few chats you know we have a we have a big line group and we meet every week we all do our homework and then it's just about applying it i mean you know there's a big onus on the players themselves to do the role we can't just rely on the coaches or you know individually as well just to think you do it on the day so we have to do it as collectively as a team in the week and um, you know the more reps we do the better we're getting at it and it's definitely a big positive for us uh, Pat was saying it was a bit of a complicated journey up here it's a, it's a tough time of year for sports stars I'm sure you love it anyways but uh, just talk me through what this last week has been like and what it's going to be like preparing for Munster yeah that's it. We, we've been trying to you know so we're stepping up for these three games and that's you know improving our training. You know, in a sense, we've all, we've kind of had short, sharper training sessions because we've all been clued in, we're all buying into what we're trying to do. And you know, the, you know, the week, the week goes as it is of Christmas. It's the same at, at many lower levels as well. I mean, I played at Boxing Day games when I was in Championship in England. It's just part and parcel of it. It's you know, we get a week off at the end of January, hopefully. So you kinda of have to put it on hold, but we had a great day yesterday with the family and today's travel it is what it is. Sold out uh, sports ground now to get back to Yeah, we're, we're really looking forward now to next week. We'll we'll, we'll go in early parts of next week. We'll um uh, pre- review this game we'll, we'll get that done and dusted and then we'll move on because we know we're really looking forward to that game you know the Fortress Sport now sold out a home game game to Munster you know doesn't get many games bigger than that and it's something we all can't wait for Ali Muldowney there first time we've actually heard his voice and a uh, bit of an interesting insight into some of the work they've put into the line out over the last few weeks yeah, he's been, you know, the lineup was, was malfunctioning quite a lot recently, but since Ali Muldowney's come in, it seems to have, you know, come back up. Uh, and, of course, McCartney, who I thought was fantastic tonight. The work he did in the loose was amazing. Every time you saw one of their guys being stopped dead in his track, his tracks, it was nine times out of ten, it was McCartney who was doing it. Yeah, no question about that. Hey, you were talking, uh, well, I, I left you to do the, uh, the Ulster uh, p- podcast. We're going straight on here, by the way. You know, just in case you need any directions. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll follow the signs for the motorway, Rob. You're OK. M1, yeah, yeah, good work. Quiet night here, Boxing Day night in Belfast. I don't know if they take it as seriously as a night out as we do, although I'm sure they do. Anyways, that's a lot of that. Um, yeah, talk to me, Ulster Press Conference. They, they kind of, it takes about an hour and a half for them to come in, I'd say, and when they do come in, you get the coach and two players. Was it uh, Rob Herring and Craig Gilroy, was it? It was Rob, Rob Herring and Craig Gilroy, and, and the very... Um, <laughs> Very funny, Neil Doak, who, who liked to crack a joke when he was asked about why um, Wilson went off, he just said, ah, he's a bit soft. <laughs> and Roger Wilson went off towards the end there. Yeah, he's just soft. He just needs to tighten up. Um, <laughs> he's got, a, he's got a, a bit of a sore shoulder, so... Um, was so durable, not so durable? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you played 43 games in six months, it's uh, <laughs> sometimes it comes back to, to haunt you. No, listen, he got a bit of a bang in the shoulder and uh, I was take a second one there, so um, we'll just have to see what he's like in the morning, you know, with regards to uh, the physios. We'll meet up um, before lunch tomorrow. <coughs> check on the... Might take him to the middle of the afternoon to check on the long list of injuries, so uh, we'll get an update tomorrow afternoon. Will be more holiday, 
result on the performance? <laughs> yeah, it's, when you look at the game, I, I thought we were pretty dominant on it um, and didn't really get the just rewards, to be honest. You know, I'll have a look at it and I'll, I'll listen to uh, certain things across the mic. Um, you know, and yeah, look, they're, they're a dogged side. It was difficult conditions, you know, with the rain coming down and, and pitch wise. Um, you know, it's uh, it's always tight when you're when you're ten three and you have that dominance, and you know, you haven't really, you know, had a scrum there that we got penalised. You know, just ten metres in our line, and um, you know, we missed a couple of opportunities with guards that kicks a goal. And, you know, with maybe sixteen thirteen or sixteen three with. Fifteen minutes to go. It's, it's been a little bit easier on the uh, on the old ticker, um, but you know they they done well to get in the twenty two and get in for a good score. And, um, but to be fair to the guys, you know obviously coming off the back of, of two losses last week, they showed some good character. And, um, you know we got the job done in the end. But obviously you know, you know we're a little bit frustrated with the dominance that I felt we had up front. You know and we didn't get our just rewards. You had that accuracy in the set piece that you were hoping for, and it just didn't. Just didn't produce the end product. Yeah, look, was that, was that Um No, well, look. If, if you look at some of the footage, uh, they're left in the legs <clears throat> of uh, of some of our players. You know, so it's putting them all off balance, and you know, unfortunately, um, that's a little bit illegal. So uh, a little bit illegal. Uh, the, the fella in the middle didn't obviously see it, so it was. Uh, that's why it was so frustrating. Is that why some of the moles maybe didn't go the way you wanted to as well. And well, that's why. Cause that's why you know we, we felt we had dominance in the mall there, and um, you know it, uh, it didn't come to fruition for us. Um, you know, so especially in conditions like that, there you know damp, wet, you know set pace is a key area, and um, you know so it was uh, yeah, it was frustrating to say the least. Mm. But still, four points back, I suppose from that perspective. Yeah, no, no, totally. You know, like, we've been pretty. Pretty decent at home this year. Um, lost once to Toulon. Uh, they're on the bad side, and uh, you know, so it was. Uh, it's been pretty good in the league for us. You know, it's it's probably just a, a little bit frustrating away from home that you know we get we get to certain stages in games and just aren't able to finish them off. And um, like next week will be a, a big you know a big challenge down in Dublin. And you know, I think Munster, well, I think the scoreboard maybe won reasonably well tonight. You know, so they've got themselves on a decent run, and um, you know, so we we got to go down the road and, and try and take a little bit of our home form on the road with us, and, and uh, hopefully, if we get the same dominance up front next week, you know, that'll be a platform that we can kick off from. All right, that's almost it for the podcast. Danny Deegan's in the backseat. Danny, uh, good job on stats tonight. No problem. Anytime. Yeah, you, you called uh, Ali Muldowney for me in the commentary straight away and uh, it's like number five scored it I think you were going to punch me if I didn't mention his name for the try oh yeah it's just straight away I had to make sure that you uh, you know exactly knew exactly who it was that's the voice of Danny Deegan who will be replacing Alan Deegan on the podcast when Alan's eventually <laughs> over the hill too far away you're going great but I can't give you grief over that like <laughs> <laughs> will, will we leave it there will we? I think we might <laughs>